I really think that refining of my faith is trying to find him in the chaos of, of worry and anxiety and loss of control. We just unfortunately settle for so much less mm-hmm. than what he is ready to give us. Welcome to the Meet Me and Isaiah podcast. I'm Marnie Clark, your host, and I'm so glad you joined us today. We are so excited to welcome Katie Dunn to our show. You may recognize her voice as one of the hosts of the Storytellers Live podcast. Katie takes us straight to the heart of Jesus in Isaiah 28 and 30 as we see his desire to give us rest. Hey, Katie. Hey, I'm Marnie. I'm so <laughs> glad you are here, and I have been looking forward to this. Me too. And I've been thinking about having you for so long and, and finally reached out, and then as we talked beforehand, God's timing is so perfect. Always. <laughs> so perfect. So I just, I can't believe that God has you in Isaiah right now. It's crazy. I mean, I was, you know, of course, I was telling you before we got started that I'm in the one-year Bible, and just the particular um, one that I'm doing has me in Isaiah, which normally I don't think I would be in Isaiah Isaiah this quickly, but of course he has me in there right before I'm recording with you and and just the layers of um, what he's given me right now in this season of life of this idea of rest and that's really where he met me in Isaiah. Yeah, <laughs> uh, recently it's just giving me this this concept of resting in him. Well, I love that. I love how you said layers because yeah. I feel like that is like one of the number one ways that God speaks to me through his word. It's Absolutely. like, I'll hear this and then I'll hear it again. And then I'll hear a similar passage. <laughs> and sometimes it's so close to each other. Like I think that last week I heard something within an hour twice. And I was like, okay, Lord, yeah. I'm listening. I'm yeah. listening. When he starts layering, you're like, okay, I know you're trying to teach me something here. Let me learn it quickly. Yes, please. Yeah. yeah. So definitely resting has been a huge, um, I guess, theme, honestly, in just this season of life for me. Yes. Well, it's funny. Also, before when we were doing our little sound check, I said, Katie, you have such a (laughs) a professional radio voice. And you were saying that you used to be. Oh, my um, gosh. I feel like that was honestly, it was a lifetime ago, because it was almost 30 years ago. But yes, I, you know, my whole growing up my entire life, I wanted to be a news anchor. And so I went to college and got my degree in mass communications, and then went and worked for a television station in Tuscaloosa, where I was the weekend anchor and health reporter and then moved to Birmingham for a short stunt at the CBS affiliate there and quickly realized, I don't know if I have the personality. I'm a people pleaser and I get my feelings hurt so easily. It's terrible. Oh, and the news industry is not the best place to be for that. So God, God led me from there to, um, honestly, I loved the job that he took me to where I did media relations and was able to still use that degree. And, and really, I feel like I'm still using the degree doing podcasting with storytellers. Yes. Well, that is exactly what I was about to say. I think that it is so cool that God used that gift that oh. or still uses that gift that he's given you. And I, I really would love for, for our listeners to hear about storytellers, because yeah. if, if they like 
tuning in to Meet Me and Isaiah and hearing all the different stories, I think they really need yes, to hear. Um, you know, God just really put that in my lap at the at the perfect time because uh, my kids were about to graduate from high school and I was kind of moving into this empty nest phase. And so towards the end of my daughter's high school year, I uh, started really volunteering for storytellers, but storytellers live is actually, um, we, we have three pillars. Um, we have the podcast of course, and then we have live gatherings and then we have biblical resources. I got involved really with storytellers through the need for biblical resources. They, um, really what it is, 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 Robin Cowan, who is our founder, she actually started Storytellers back in 2017, where a woman would just come and share her story at her house. It's not, you know, it's not about a testimony. It's just a moment where God came, became real to a woman. And we say, you know, showed up in her life. And, um, Anyway, when Robin had that first meeting, she had about 75 women show up and it just grew and grew. And then um, Kelly Brown at the time, uh, who is now a women's minister at a local church here in Birmingham, she said, hey, there's so many people who want to hear the stories, but they can't come to the meetings. Why don't we just create a podcast? And so she started the podcast. Um, But since then, uh, we have grown to we have 12 communities pretty much all over the Southeast from Katy, Texas, you know, all the way um, Mississippi, Georgia, Tennessee, uh, of course, in Alabama, uh, where women gather together in someone's home and somebody comes and shares their story. We record those stories at all those live gatherings. They're sent to us here in Birmingham. And I get the privilege of, of listening to all of those stories and um, and then airing those on the podcast. Um, what I started doing with storytellers was uh, they were asked for biblical resources. A lot of these women would come and hear a story, and then they would want to kind of dig into scripture. And so what I did initially was they gave me eight stories and said, hey, will you do something with these stories, create a Bible study or something. And so I was actually on a mission trip to Africa right before they asked me to do it. So I worked on that Bible study while I was in Africa. And it just, it was, it was amazing how God's hand just honestly wrote through me because it came so easily to me, the layout of the study and, you know, the themes of each story. And, um, and so anyway, we have two Bible studies. They're titled when God shows up, one is discovering God in stories of hope. And then our latest one that came out last summer is discovering God in stories of freedom. And we have just seen so many women, um, go from honestly religion to relationship with Jesus through the power of story digging into scripture and then meeting with small groups. So it's been amazing to see what God's doing through the ministry. He's just really growing it. And um, we'd love for you to go follow us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever, you know, you listen to your podcast and, um, and listen to the stories of these women that are just so vulnerable and brave to share the hard, the difficult, you know, the struggles, the doubts and how God showed up in their lives. So I love it. Yeah. Yes, and vulnerable and brave are yeah. very good descriptive words of these stories yeah. because I know that when I've listened to them, I'm always just like, wow, I'm so thankful that they had the courage to share that because a lot of times there are struggles that a lot of us don't really want to talk That's about. That's right. Well, and, and of course, I think, you know, the enemy loves for us to stay in our shame, you know, and we and don't and don't share it. And most of us have shame and guilt in our past, you know, yeah. and God wants us to live in freedom. He wants to honestly use the things that we don't want to share the most to let other people, you know, find freedom in their walk with him. And so, you know, I think that's one of the things that just drew me to the ministry was just the realness Mm-hmm. of of the women sharing and um, this concept of, hey, I don't have it all together. 
you know, you know, at church, we're all like, hey, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? You know, you have the perfect picture of the family and then everything's falling apart behind the scenes. And, And just to recognize, hey, I'm not alone. You know, and God wants to meet us in those moments as well. And talking to some of the women, um, just because people, I just know some of the women who've been on there, um, they have said that they've had people reach out to them personally. Mm-hmm. And I just, so many connections and so much fruit that you'll never know about, I'm sure. Yes. You and you know, when, um, before I actually joined the team, I shared my story on as well. And my story was really about where God met me in my parenting of my children. Mm-hmm. And in particular, you know, something that my son had done that I had to find freedom from of just not taking on, you know, responsibility for a choice that he made and then subsequent choices that he made and, and recognizing, you know, the freedom in that. And it's been so crazy. I've had so many women reach out to me about my story and sharing and how I, you know, the steps that my husband and I took in, you know, the disciplining of my son and also just, not not being shamed because mm-hmm. your child isn't perfect. Nobody's child is perfect, right. right? But I mean, people reaching out that knew me, but also people messaging me on Facebook, yeah, you know, and saying something. So that's that's what we love so much about the stories being shared. Is it it really does touch women and connect them with each other? And we we talk about especially in our community groups that it just breaks down walls. Oh yeah, I mean because we usually don't know the hard that people are walking through. We think that people have it all together. And most everyone has has either walked through a hard or are walking through a hard. Oh, yeah. And so it does just help women to connect with one another a little bit more clearly. I'm so glad that you shared all of that. I know that everyone will be so encouraged. Yes. So and I'm not surprised that they had you come on and, and create some resources because the way I met Katie is that we, I was in a Bible study that she hosts that you, you started. How long had this Bible study well, gone on? You know, it's funny because you had a guest on not too long ago, Jackie Taylor. And, yes. um, and Jackie actually was the one that was leading the Bible study for so long. And I got invited to it. And, um, and then Jackie just was in a season where she could not lead it anymore. And so, um, I believe one of the women said, Katie, would you consider leading it if I hosted it at my house? And so I said, sure. And honestly, gosh, Marnie, I want to say that was uh, 10 years ago almost. Okay. And um, eight, eight or 10 years ago. And, you know, it's just so interesting to see how God kind of brings people in and out of the study. We always, we're open to anybody. It's non-denominational, anybody who wants to come. And, um, and just to see the, the fruit that has come from that. But yeah, so I've been leading that for a while. It came to my house, which is where you joined there. Yes. Now we're at another house. We kind of move around at houses depending on how many people. Right now, I think we counted the last count we had. We had 38 people on our list of wow. people that kind of come in and out or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, we meet once a week and really dig into God's word and share. You know, I always say to anyone who comes new, I'm like, this is a safe place. What's said in this room stays in this room. And and um, and it's just, you know, women crave just connection with one another. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing that I've loved about doing the Bible study is I just feel like there's just been a connection and a place, a safe place yeah. for women to come and laugh and cry and, and talk about God's word and how it can transform our lives. Because, you know, another thing I always say in my, well, I'll just give just a quick history of my faith journey. In my um, teens and 20s, I did not grow up going to church. And, you know, I was one of those that that went to church on Easter, and that was it. I had a super warped view of who God was. I thought he was, 
you know, a judgmental, you know, person who had favorites and I was never going to measure up. Mm -hmm. And, um, at the age of 32, I specifically remember driving in my car and crying out to God and just saying, I, I, I'm not happy. I was unhappy in my marriage, not really because of my husband, but because I was placing unrealistic expectations on him. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I said specifically the words, God, you've got to show up. And of course, God's always there. We just, we just aren't seeing him in the moment. But um, soon after that, literally within a few months, I was asked to lead a Bible study at the church that I was attending at the time, which is crazy because I knew nothing about scripture. And I was actually asked to help a lady who was about 10 years older than me. And I think they really just needed somebody to, you know, kind of gather everybody together. But that being said, um, that that woman that was about 10 years older than me um, poured into me mm. so much. And, um, and really I started praying for this desire to be in God's word. Um, I had no desire before that to be in his word. Honestly, it was confusing to me. Mm-hmm. I didn't understand it. And so my prayer was, Lord, help me to want to read your word because it was such a chore. Mm-hmm. It was like, help me to want to do this. And, um, you know, when you ask God for something that's in line with his will, he answers. He answers yes yes, to that every time. Yes. And he answered in such a big way that not only did I want to be in his word, but I also, I wanted to understand why I believed what I believed. You know, Mm -hmm. I started, God started to become real to me. Jesus Christ started to become real to me and what that meant for, um, for his death on the cross for me. Mm -hmm. But I wanted to really know, okay, what, what, what's the, um, you know, what are the, what's the history behind this? Why, what's the archaeological, you know, evidence of this? I get so excited about that. Oh my gosh, that. yes. And so, so I started to read Case for Christ by Lee Strobel. And if you have not read those, he has a series, Case for Faith. Um, and it just, the Bible became alive to me. I started connecting the Old Testament with the New Testament. I mean, things like I remember calling my women's minister um, at the time and telling her, oh my gosh, the, the temple curtain torn too from the Old Testament when Jesus died on the cross, because now we can come before God. I mean, it was you just were like, like discovering all this. Yes, I was so, I was really just so <sighs> excited. And honestly, I still get excited about scripture and I get really excited trying to share it with other people and get them to understand it the way that God has given me the eyes to understand it as well. And um, so anyway, you know, all of my my 30s, I was really just gaining tons of head knowledge. Mm-hmm. But we all know that head knowledge and heart knowledge are completely different. Right. And so really in my 40s, God kind of shifted me into, okay, I've given you all this knowledge. Now let's apply it to your life and let's really live it out. And so my 40s have really been spent trying to live that out. You know, I always say one thing I was going to say earlier is just in Bible study, I always say, I never want the women to come to Bible study and just gain a bunch of information. I really want transformation. That's what, that's what God wants for us. He wants, Mm -hmm. you know, knowledge puffs up, right? He wants us to have this transformation in our life. And so, um, you know, the, the four, my forties kind of spent that, but then it's funny, you know, I'm 52 now. 
and I have a season right now where I'm walking um, in this sandwich generation of, mm-hmm. you know, I have adult children who I, you know, worry about. And then I have a, a mother who has Alzheimer's. And so it's just this constant struggle between the two of those. Mm-hmm. And, and as I said to you before we started recording, you know, God has just really pointed me to this concept of resting in him. Mm-hmm. And then in particular, just this past week, you know, these verses in Isaiah yeah. just stuck out to me of, of learning how to rest in him. Ugh, I cannot <laughs> wait. I cannot wait for to dig in because God really answered that prayer of yours to be in his word. And I love just how he's using that and, and spreading all that fruit. And I can't wait to dig into yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. I, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so one, so one thing I did want to bring out, this is kind of a cool thing mm-hmm. that happened in your Bible study yes. when I was there and I'm really craving to come back. I think maybe my schedule will let me see. I want you to. Oh, you add so it. much. You're so I've sweet. always said that. Yes. You're so sweet. Well, I, so a few years ago, I guess, was it 2019? When was it that you went to Israel? Yes, it was 2000, May of 2019, because the summer of 2019 was our 25th wedding anniversary. Oh. So we went and that was our, that was our gift to each other was to go to Israel. Okay, awesome. Yeah. So, so you came back and you were telling us all about it. it was so cool. And I loved hearing your perspective because of your love for the word and being able to bring different mm. things out. And you sort of, you said something in passing about these videos on, um, called One for Israel. And, and I remember you kind of moved on to something else. And I was like, wait, 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 <laughs> what you is know, that? this big room of people. I'm like, wait, 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 what are you talking about? And, and watching those testimonies, mm-hmm. I would, I would encourage everyone to go on. Yes. They're just so beautiful. But watching those testimonies was part of what really solidified mm-hmm. how God was speaking to me about bringing Jesus out in the book of Isaiah. Yeah. Um, there's one guy, he, I just, he is just precious. And I think he said he was reading in his Hebrew Bible, Isaiah 53. And he literally said, what is Jesus doing in my Bible? Wow. Like he was just so yeah. blown away. Yeah. And so, um, <laughs> I just, I love that now. Yeah, here it, we are. It was like gonna... that connection of when, when the temple curtain was torn in two for yeah. me. And then, oh my gosh, he's in the Old Testament and the New Testament. Yeah, that's just that connection. Yeah, when we went to Israel, we actually went with our church. And one of the things that we did was we visited a lot of um, ministries that we were supporting. And one of those was the one for Israel. Okay, okay. Yeah, and so that's kind of how I learned about it. And I think, you know, one of the connections there too for me is just the concept of story. I mean, you know, listening to the stories yes. of these these people that are sharing how Jesus met them and some of them in supernatural, miraculous ways. I mean, God is definitely working and revealing himself. It's um, so, and it, it always just fills my faith every time. Sometimes I just like to go listen to yeah. them just for a faith builder. Yeah, so, yeah. so now everyone has two assignments. Go listen to storytellers right. and, and, and go one watch for one for Israel yes, videos. Absolutely. So Isaiah yes. 28 and yes. 30, I think you said. Yes. And, um, you know, as I said, just this idea of, you know, you, you can know scripture and you can, you can think that you're applying it to your life, but there are always places in your heart that God just wants to, I always say he's so, he's such a gentle, gracious God and that he doesn't show you everything at once. He kind of peels it back one layer at a time. Mm-hmm. And for me right now, as I said, he's just teaching me this concept of peace mm-hmm. and where am I finding that peace? Um, I think as women, a lot of times we, well, first of all, I think most of us are control freaks. 
I yeah. know I am. <laughs> <laughs> and we want to be able to control our environment. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, sometimes that's not necessarily a bad thing that we want, you know, peace. We want our children to love the Lord, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we want our parents to be happy and joyful. Mm-hmm. But when we take the responsibility upon our shoulders for something that was never our responsibility, that's where that, that chaos comes in, the anxiety and, um, and the restlessness. And that's really where I've been probably, I mean, my mother was diagnosed with Alzheimer's nearly uh, seven years ago. And it's kind of been a gradual decrease. But just recently, we had to move her into, um, we tried assisted living first, and she ended up in the geriatric psych ward, which was just a terrible time. But, you know, during that time, I remember just crying out to God. And it was like, I wasn't mad at him, because I know that this disease is is not from him. This diseases from the enemy. And, and so I, I, I wasn't mad at him, but I was like, God, I cannot do this alone. Yeah. And there was one night in particular where I couldn't sleep. And so I got my phone out and I was just reading scripture and he took me straight to first Peter and in first Peter verses six and seven, he was talking about, you know, these struggles are good. Rejoice in these struggles because they're refining your faith, which is more important, you know, more precious than mm-hmm. silver or gold. Yeah. And as I read those, I was like, okay, Lord, you're, you're refining my faith. What does that look like? You know, and, and if that's more important to you or, or to me than silver or gold, then I, I want you to do it. Whatever, mm-hmm. whatever needs to be done, I want you to do it. And I really think that refining of my faith is trying to find him in the chaos of, of worry and anxiety and loss of control. Mm -hmm. And so anyway, as I said, you know, you would ask me to come and speak and, and there's so many verses in Isaiah that speak to my heart. And, you know, I was praying over what, what is, what should I speak about, you know, uh-huh. and, or what should I talk about? And as I said, you know, God had me in Isaiah, just, I think right now I'm in um, chapter 38, but he had me in um, chapter 28, just about a week ago. And there were a couple of verses there, verse 12 and verse 20 that really stood out to me. And then later in chapter 30, verse 15, um, but in chapter 28, verse 12, he talks about this concept of come to me, you know, and rest. I I, basically, he's saying, I am your source for rest. Mm. And then he says, but you would have none of it. And, um, and then a little bit further on in that it talks about, you know, the bed that you have made is too short and the blankets are too narrow. Mm. And, and he's, and basically what he was telling the Israelites here is that, you know, you're going to the world for something only I can give you. Mm-hmm. And as you as you read on in those chapters through through 29 and then into 30, really what they're talking about there is that, you know, Assyria was trying to come down and capture, you know, the kingdom of, of Judah. Right. And they wanted to go. And I just, you know, one thing that's so interesting to me about the Old Testament is just the imagery yeah. and and, you know, like Egypt really was a symbol of the world. Mm-hmm. And um, because when God rescued, you know, them from e- Egypt, it's basically he was rescued, just like he's rescued us from ourselves mm-hmm. and from the world and, and brought us into this place of freedom instead of slavery. But what's so interesting to me is here is Judah, and they've seen all of these miraculous things that God has done for them. And when the enemy comes to attack Assyria, they go back to Egypt. They're going to Egypt to try to get help. You know, there <laughs> it seems absurd to us. It but. does. But how often? And and you know, as I was reading that, I was thinking, 
you know, we, we go to the things of the world. I go to the things of the world to comfort me. Mm -hmm. Um, whether that's, whether that's other people, right. Which God places, certainly places godly people in our lives for a reason, but he wants us to come to him first. Right. And to be still before him. And then that was the, that was the verses later on in chapter 30, verse 13, I mean, verse 15, that really spoke to me because he said, you know, come to me for rest and quietness and confidence is your strength, you know, but again, he says, but you would have none of it. Mm. And just, you know, our world is so filled with, I think busyness is such a tool of the enemy mm-hmm. that we don't have time, quite honestly, to sit and to be still with him and to listen, just be quiet before him and rest in knowing, just even repeating in your head, I trust you. I trust that you're in this. I don't feel you in it. And I don't know what you're doing, mm-hmm. but I trust that you're doing something because your word promises me that you're doing something. Your word tells me that, you know, if I, if I am walking with you, you can work all things for good. And, um, and you know, I always say in that verse, that verse comes from Romans eight twenty eight, And I always say, you need to read the next verse because it says, it, it says that God will work all things to the good for those who love him, who've been called according to his purpose. Mm. Well, what is God's purpose? His purpose is, is for us to become more like Christ. Right. And sometimes that means suffering, right? Yeah. I mean, we're never more like Christ than when we're in a season of suffering. Yeah. It, I mean, we don't like to suffer and we don't want to stay there. But I heard recently, you know, going through, when you go through a great season of life, do you really feel close to God that sometimes, I mean, cause you just kind of get in your world and everything's going good. And yeah. it's in those seasons of struggling and suffering that you're really on your knees before him and he transforms you and he changes you and he teaches you. And that's really kind of where he's meeting me in Isaiah right now mm. is just, Um, understanding that he is my source of rest. And, um, you know, Jesus tells us in Matthew 11, 28 through 30, he says, you know, come to me, all of you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. And, you know, we just unfortunately settle for so much less Mm -hmm. than what he is ready to give us. And so, I mean, I know, So many of your listeners are probably in those seasons of worry. And I mean, we live in a world that bombards us with what in the world is going on, you know, and, and, and Satan wants to steal our peace, Mm -hmm. but, but sitting before him and, um, and allowing his word to saturate into our hearts. You know, one thing that I say in Bible studies, I'm like, you know, a lot of times we settle for fast food in our spiritual walk. We are shoving it down because we're checking off the box of spending our quiet time with him. Mm. And then we move on. Yeah. And God wants so much more than fast food for us. You know, he wants to nourish us. And, and I think, you know, even taking that to another level of just, you know, when you eat fast food, you kind of like afterwards, right? That's a good, good you know, but when you really sit and enjoy, you know, a meal and you're, you're eating something good for you, how much better you feel yeah and how it just honestly overflows into the lives of the people around you as well. I love that. I, I love, so going back to that picture where you said the bed, your bed yes. is too short. 
and your blanket is too narrow. (laughs) I'm like thinking of how frustrating Mm -hmm. that is. I'm like, what would it feel like to be in a bed that's too short? Like mad. Well, I mean, Marnie, you and I are tall. Yeah, well, that's true. (laughs) So I know what it feels like to lay in a bed that's too short, Mm -hmm. right? It's Mm -hmm. hard to get comfortable. And then if you layer that with you're putting on a blanket that's too small as well, you're not going to rest. It kind of makes me think of being in an airplane with those yes. horrible little blankets yes. and you can't lie back. <laughs> that's right. And you're trying to get comfortable and you toss and you turn. And I think that that's what we're doing when we're trying to, you know, use things of the world to replace the thing that only God can give us. Yeah. And, 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 you know, the enemy is tricky. You know, he'll let you get comfortable for a little bit, yeah. right? You might fall asleep for a little bit in that uncomfortable bed, But then you're going to wake right back up and you're frustrated and you're tossing and you're turning. And you're never, I think, you know, one of the things with that analogy is you're never fully rested. Mm. And I think, you know, God not only wants, wants us as believers to have his rest, but again, he wants it. He wants people to see the countenance of us, Mm -hmm. you know, what our personalities are like when, you know, these, these things of the world come at us, what our reaction is because the people around us are watching. And if we, if we react with restlessness and anxiety Mm -hmm. and worry, you know, it it shows the people around us. And I'm thinking in particular, my children, you know, Mm -hmm. because they watch us Mm -hmm. so closely and what our faith is like, It, it shows them, okay, who is this God that we're talking about on Sundays? You know, but we're worried throughout the week as well. Yeah. And I I mean, I can tell you personally, when I have seen someone who is at peace, Mm. when they're going through something really hard or stressful, that is one of the biggest just testimonies for me. I just, I I just am blown away. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, cause you see, I I mean, I can think of people right now at the forefront of my mind, struck one struggling with cancer and, you know, a very serious cancer and just how peaceful she Mm -hmm. is, you know, because she is walking this with the Lord Mm -hmm. and allowing him to give her the comfort that only he can provide, especially in a moment like that as well. I love what you talk about, about taking that time to be still versus the, mm. the fast food, because I've just been reading this devotional book. Are you familiar with Jim Branch? No. I, okay. I, don't, I think he's been associated with maybe Young Life, but a friend of mine, Anna, gave me one of his books. And then, so it was one of those things where I read it and I was like, okay, what else has he written? And so I've been doing this devotional book that he read and it's literally called Being With Jesus. Mm. And it just slows you down. And so I realized that my tendency when I'm sitting there having my quiet time is I'll, I can maybe be still for a minute, but then I'm going, Oh, well this, this would be really make a great podcast or a good blog. And then I start writing it in my head and I can't, but this is really kind of kept me still Mm. and I can already tell a difference in my life. It just, from being in that short bed with an narrow blanket right, to right. being more peaceful. Yeah, I think I think it's important for us, you know, in our spiritual walk to create these rhythms of mm-hmm. rest and, mm-hmm. and being able to, whether that's, you know, I have an app on my phone that kind of pops up and, and t- tells me, you know, it's time to take a rest of like just that. really being still before him. And, you know, it, it says, I think it 
I think the words that it says is like, um, Lord, I give everything to you. You know, I open my hands. I give all of my worries, all of my concerns to you. And it's just as simple as that, just a mantra that you're repeating. But just to do that throughout the day and recognize that he is in control. And, you know, I think in this, this probably could go down a rabbit hole too, but I think that... I kind of like rabbit holes. <laughs> but I think, you know, so often we're just living for this world. We're living for this, this life that is, you know, a grain of sand. Mm-hmm. And we're not looking that we're all headed to an eternal destination, mm-hmm. you know, and yes, the, the struggles that we go through are real and God wants to walk alongside us through those. But his ultimate goal is for when we come home, mm-hmm. you know, and it's just so, so easy. I say, I say he's created this world so beautifully with not only creation, but also the relationships that he's given us in our lives that we just become so comfortable here, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and we think, oh, this is the best. How could it be any better than this? Mm-hmm. And we just don't sit and reflect on, you know, okay, God, what are you doing in my life for eternal purposes? Yeah. Um, that's what's most important. It's not important that I live a comfortable, easy life. It's important that I am doing something that's going to matter for eternity. You know, what's my legacy going to be? I want, I want to leave a legacy of peacefulness and, you know, that people see, uh, peace when they encounter me, that there's something different about Mm me and it's a journey. I'm not there for sure, but I do think it's just you know, if I have themes in my life of my decades, I do feel like, you know, my 30s was knowledge, um, head knowledge, my 40s was heart knowledge. And then now in my 50s, he's getting me to this idea of, okay, let's go through a few of, of my characteristics that I really want you to develop. Peace, joy, patience, gentleness, you know, all of those things of the fruit of the spirit. And let's, let's, let's get so much of it, Katie, that it overflows to the people around you. Mm. Yeah, I, really, I was really struck when you were talking about your story when you were 32 and you mm. said, Lord, have just have all of this. It was that surrender. And it's like, and that's, that's just where it starts. The peace yeah. comes it does. from surrender. And, and you know, it, it sounds like it just all happened overnight. And looking back, you know, because it's, you know, hindsight is always twenty twenty. but looking back it sometimes it feels that way. But I remember there were nights where I was driving that, that Bible study that I was asked to lead was on a Wednesday night. And I remember driving, crying out to him saying, I don't want to go. Mm. I don't want to go. I don't feel like going, you know, and, and the thing is God can handle all of that. Yeah. You know, he wants, he already knows, right? We don't even, right. he knows our hearts. So you know, speaking it out to him, um, it's not going to scare him off. No. You know, if, if, you know, me saying, I don't want to go to church, he's not going to say, okay, well then I'm done with you. Yeah. You know, I mean, he's just, again, such a gentle and kind and loving God that he, he wants to meet us where we are. And he's just saying, I know you don't want to go Katie, but take a step, <laughs> just take a step and trust me. Well, and I, I'm a big, I'm really big on journaling. It helps me focus when I'm having my quiet time. And it's funny to look back at my old journals uh-huh. and to see how much I was not being real with God. <laughs> it was almost like I was giving a sales report. Or right. something. I'm like, okay, here I am. And tell me what you want me to do next. And, the, you know, and it's just, mm-hmm. I love that um, even that early on, you were like, I don't want to go. I'm like, I, yeah. I, it took me a long time to get there with God. Yeah. And I mean, you know, I think too, just because my twenties were so, 
self-absorbed, you know, it, it was aren't they right? I mean, <laughs> oh my gosh, it was terrible. They were so self-absorbed. And, you know, I think that, you know, this idea of him giving me this, this desire to be in his word in my 30s, I just don't want anyone to think, hey, and then I just changed overnight. Yeah, it yeah. was definitely a process. And obviously still is a process. Um, you know, I always say, you know, if you're if you're breathing, he's working. Yeah, you know, he's always going to be working on you. Well, it's funny when I was young, and I, I grew up in church. And um, I just remember most of the testimonies that I heard when I was young, it was like, I used to be a terrible person. And now I'm perfect. And <laughs> oh, everything's gosh. great. You know, and I'm and maybe that's how my little young yeah. ears heard it. And they didn't mean it that way. But um you know, talking about vulnerability, and I'll have to give Anna a shout out, Anna yes, Nash, because Anna. she's so vulnerable. And I mm. love if this goes with what you're saying is that he, she'll tell stories and say last week, or last year, or it, it's not like this was 20 years ago, right? It's like, this is what this is how I felt last week. And this is what he did. And this is what he's teaching me now. Right. And that's so encouraging. Mm-hmm. And it makes me go, okay, I don't have to have it all together. Right, right. And you know, the thing is that God knows our hearts better than we do, mm-hmm. you know, and he knows, he knows what we've walked through. He knows the experiences that we've had and his grace is sufficient. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the thing is he just, as long as we're breathing, we need grace. I heard, um, I had the uh, privilege of hearing Paul David Tripp speak recently. Oh, oh where, so were, good. where was it? Well, so I was able, uh, Lindy Walker and myself were able to go. Lindy, um, is one of the podcast hosts for storytellers as well, but we had the privilege of going to something called Mega Metro, which is, um, it was 60 of the largest Baptist churches and they get together, the pastors do. And we were able to speak to the wives. We had a session okay, where we I spoke to the wives. I saw that on Instagram and I actually meant to ask you about that yes. before we started recording. So I'm glad it came up because yeah, so, I was curious So about we that. spoke to the pastor's wives just about this concept of being real and vulnerable. I mean, like gone are the days where the pastor's wife is just kind of in a box and she comes out on Sunday yeah, <laughs> and looks perfect the and then she goes away. But, she, but yeah. now, you know, the pastor's wife is in the middle of everything. Thing. Yeah. And just how, you know, this, this generation that's growing up, um, you know, especially, you know, the college age uh, students, you see it now in the media, they are craving authenticity mm-hmm. and, um, and vulnerability. Yeah. And so we, we spoke to the pastor's wives about this idea of, Hey, finding God in the details of your life so that when you are with people, you're not sharing quote unquote, your t- testimony, you're sharing a moment in your life where God really became real to you. Yeah. And, um, and so anyway, we had that opportunity to speak to them, which was just so precious because those pastors wives that's a hard job Honestly, you know I can't yeah it, I can't either it's, it's not my ha- calling not, no me either just such a hard job and so much responsibility and um and so anyway though the the final morning Paul David Tripp spoke and um if you haven't read any of his books I mean just pick one. Yeah. Amazing. (laughs) Amazing. But he talked about just, um, this idea of, of that we, nobody on this earth is is a grace graduate. Like Mm. we, there are no grace graduations on earth. We are always in need of God's grace. And then another thing that he said that I thought, Oh, he said, but God, he is on a rescue mission for you from yourself. Like Mm. really, the biggest enemy that we have is ourself Isn't and God humbling? is here to rescue us from ourselves. Yeah. And, um, just because we are consistently fighting the thoughts that come into our head of, mm-hmm. you know, is that from God? And maybe I'm not, you know, one of my, one of my 
thoughts that I've fought a lot in my twenties is I'm not worthy, mm. you know, I'm not worthy of God's love. I've, I'm, I'm too far gone. Like, you know, I've, I've sinned too much, mm-hmm. you know, our, mm-hmm. our society has a tendency to, to rate our sin and a sin is a sin is a sin to him, you know? Right. Um, but I just, I, I lived in that for so long and learning how that's another um, thing that, that God's really been teaching me in my fifties is learning how to take every thought captive mm you know, to him and, and aligning it with God's word. Is that really what God's word says? Where's this mm-hmm. thought coming from? You know, I need to stop. I need to be still before him and I need to lay that thought before him. And again, I don't do that perfectly at right. all. <laughs> you know? Right. I mean, it takes discipline and practice. It, it does. And I, you know, I love what you said about being a, we're never a grace graduate because mm-hmm. that's actually when, when I, God opened my eyes to the fact that no matter what I do, today, tomorrow, I'm, I'm always going to hit grace. Yeah. Like that's, I mean, I'm like head on collision with grace. Yeah. And so it really, that is where I was able to get great, able to get peace yeah. and surrender yeah. and that surrender of his grace. Yeah. So. Well, and I also think too, you know, that so often we as Christians just get it wrong and we think that we need to work our way, you know, to God. Like, oh, and now, we know we don't, but we know still, we don't, but we are just, and I, I don't know if it's because it. we're in a world where it's like, you know, works are so important and we place so much emphasis on it. But just this idea of, you know, we don't have to work for anything. It's already done. It's already taken care of. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, I, I have to ask myself, am I working for, for man or am I working for you, God, you know, in these situations? Because a lot of times I go to the tendency of man because I'm, I'm that people pleaser in me, you know, yeah. of, of like, oh, I want to do this. But then God has to reel me back in and say, no, this is, you know, this is not what I'm calling you to do. But just recognizing, too, that, yeah, his grace is enough is, is a huge concept of going back to even those verses in Isaiah of, yeah. of rest, you know. Well, and when you just said that about working for man or working for God, that's a real red flag for me that I'm not working for God when I'm out of rest. Yeah. Because either I'm trying to please somebody or I'm trying to look good or mm-hmm. whatever, because God's pleased. Yes. So then we can just sigh. And, and if you're worn out, if you're worn out, that's, true. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a big red flag as well. Yeah. And if there's chaos, that was, uh, I had a, a lady tell me one time, Katie, God is not in the chaos. Yeah. I'm like, okay, Praise yes. the Lord. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Oh, this is so good. I'm so glad that you shared this I mean, message I with loved us. I loved it. I love being here with you and just visiting. It's just, I mean, like sitting here, two friends talking and catching up. And um, I've loved what you're doing through Meet Me and Isaiah. And I know your listeners are blessed because of the the tugging at your heart that God did with you to start it. So well, there was a lot of layering. I, I know. He, li- <laughs> he likes to do that, which, I, you know, I'm thankful for that as well. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us today. You may want to check out the show notes in this episode because I put a a couple of links to the resources that we mentioned. I put a link to the Storytellers Live podcast. You're going to want to subscribe to that as well as those encouraging and faith-building testimonies from One for Israel. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast as well and follow us on Instagram. We have a lot of encouragement with Isaiah verses as well as some of the inspiring quotes from our amazing guest.